Hey, everyone, it's John Gonzalez from MLive.com, Michigan's best. And today we get to go to Lansing, Michigan, Saddleback Barbecue, one of our picks for Michigan's best barbecue. And they are doing something extra special. We can't wait to tell you all about it. Well, it's great to have Saddleback Barbecue here on the Michigan's Best podcast and uh, video. It, um, I, I don't even know where to begin. So much is going on. I just want to say we appreciate everything Saddleback Barbecue is doing. We started this love letter initiative and, uh, you know, it, it was just, it's just heartwarming to see what all these Michigan's Best uh, restaurants are doing throughout the state of Michigan to give back to their communities. Uh, I think sometimes without even thinking um, whose idea was it in the beginning? I want to talk about obviously what's happening for Thanksgiving and folks, if you're just tuning in and, and you want to hear about all the Thanksgiving stuff, we will talk about that in a second, but let's start from the very beginning because I was going through some of my old notes. Uh, Travis, you probably remember, I think you might've reached out to me first and said, Hey, we're doing this barbecue thing in Lansing and you might want to come out. That was back in 2015. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, we've had our Rio Town location open for five years now. It's incredible. And was it always the mission for you and Matt were doing there in, in Rio Town and Saddleback to, to make community a big part of, what, of your mission? Yeah, actually, it's how um, Matt actually started. The original business plan for Saddleback was quite a bit different than what it is now. Um, maybe Matt can speak to kind of your original business plan and your idea. Yeah, um, knowing what we know now, that, that first business plan, I'm not sure uh, how much we actually went off of, of that. Um, but we, we, without community back then, you know, we would have had a lot of trouble. Rio, Rio Town, you know this, John, it was a developing area at the time, and, and now it's grown into something really great. So back then, we were really just, I mean, gritting our teeth, just trying to stay afloat. It, it was a little bit different of a game than we, than we kind of embark on now. It, it was different, but you did have that community community support, right? Did you get started with a, like a grant or some kind of a, a program? So um, Matt's actual original idea was to be a, a fundraiser that could be used by other organizations. So for instance, if you think of how like a local uh, school or a, a, um, a classroom might raise some money by selling popcorn, to get some money to go into their program to fund books and, and art materials and stuff like that. Matt had this idea of selling that through barbecue. So going to like a local cheerleading group or a local um, band that needs to raise money and saying, hey, you can sell this dinner. I'll come out and provide it with a mobile smoker and I'll give you some of the proceeds. And that's how you can fund your, your band trip or something like that. So community was really um, in the overall business plan of Saddleback from the, from really day one. Why was that important to you, Matt? Um, well, there was a few things going on. One, I was looking to, um, I had a, a little guy at the time and, um, you know, with daycare and things like that, they're always trying to do fundraising. So it, it was really, it, it, it kind of opened my eyes up for the first time to say that, you know, people need help. Whether, whether it's an organization, an individual, um, funding's not always there for them. That seems like it, it is a void that needs to be filled. And there are avenues, but didn't seem like there was anything locally that was, was actually fitting that. You had to, you know, maybe like Little Caesars is a good example that does a great job with that kind of thing. 
Um, but that's, you know, that's a national program um, where I, I didn't think that there was that local fit to help out those local businesses. Well, let's uh, kind of fast forward a little bit. You open up, you know, 2015 Saddleback Barbecue in Rio Town. You know, I come by and I'm just loving everything from the pork rinds to, you know, your brisket, everything you're doing. I'm going, wow, these, these guys are great. We do our search, you know, um, for Michigan's Best Barbecue in 2018. By then, you've opened up a second location in Okemos. You've added alcohol there uh, to that location. It, it changes your business model again. You're growing and, and being successful. I guess, Matt, what surprised you that you were able to open a second location and, and continue to do great barbecue? Well, the I mean, the biggest surprises for me was we didn't really plan on a second location. We kind of grew into it. Um, you know, Travis was one to really open my eyes up to, to scale and to growth. I'm coming from a place where like, I think one restaurant, if we just do that one thing is, is enough. He's really broadened the horizon as far as how do we grow? How do we make things, um, so that multiple people can have them, um, which, which has really been impactful. Um, I didn't think it was necessarily in the, in the game plan, um, but I also was really excited when we started to push forward for it. So it, it's just been a lot of change. What, what was it about what Matt was doing that you, know, you obviously partnered up and helped everything? What, what was the vision you saw? Well, I um, was involved in a tech company that uh, called Liquid Web that we sold back in 2015. And at that time, my non-compete was pretty crazy. I, I couldn't do a lot of the things that I used to that I used to do. And um, Matt, I had known him for about uh, about eight years, I think, at the time. He was um, providing some of the food at a local event, and I was um, engaged to be married. My fiance at the time loved the food. We ended up going out later and talking about how, hey, Matt, could you do the food for our wedding? That got into a conversation about how he wanted to open a restaurant. And then, I mean, we I made the investment in Matt. And I think two months later, we had our first store open. Um, so it was, it was really fast. And it was just knowing Matt and knowing his um, determined nature and, and ability to see things through. Um, really, you know, my style of investing is you're usually betting on the person more than the business. Um, I didn't expect the restaurant to be a success. Um, I know all the horror stories with restaurants. Um, I didn't expect to see the money um, back and, Saddleback has paid me back and um, I'm just incredibly happy with how fun it's been. And it, it, I, I never expected it to grow like it has. Well, let's uh, now that we have a second location and you're one of the top 10 Michigan's best barbecues, um, the pandemic hits early part of 2020, as we all know that you're dealing with just like uh, so many other restaurants throughout the state of Michigan and around the country, really. But this Kingsford uh, charcoal thing happens to you guys. Who wants to explain how ten thousand dollars might have changed things for you guys? Yeah, maybe I'll I'll take that. So, kind of how it started was when we saw we were tracking the pandemic pretty early on in January. We actually had one of our um, he's the manager of our special special projects, Drew. He was really watching it and was really worried about it. So Matt and I were kind of keeping an eye on it as well. And the first thing that when the schools got closed the first time we saw a number that in Michigan alone, you know, Michigan has a population of about 10 million. There's about 900,000 kids that rely on the free or reduced lunch program at schools. When the schools got closed, we were really worried that those kids were going to be without food. So we wanted to think of a way 
how could we help? So we decided to offer um, two things. One was if you brought in a kid, immediately you got 50% off your kid's meal. So we try to help out a little bit on that. Then if you were a part of the community and you wanted to help, you could donate a kid's meal for $5. And we would cover the difference in that kid's meal. The average kid's meal for us is about seven bucks. So we'd make up that difference. And we ended up getting over a thousand donations for kids meals. And we've been able to distribute more than a thousand meals already during the pandemic. And Kingsford ended up noticing that, I guess. And Kingsford reached out and wanted to help barbecue restaurants that were struggling and that were providing back to the community. And yeah, they gave us $10,000 to help with that. And it was at a time when $10,000 meant a lot to us. Um, you know, that was a time when we had to lay off 12 people Fortunately, we've been, been able to hire all of them back that wanted to come back and more. Um, some people didn't want to come back because they had pre-existing conditions or, or, or things like that. But that was at a time when Matt was working in the restaurant, you know, 6 a.m. until 7, 8 p.m., just like the beginning, just trying to make ends meet. So when we got that 10000 bucks from Kingsford, it meant a lot to us. And I think that kind of kind of snowballed into Thanksgiving, wouldn't you say, Matt? <laughs> well, yeah, that's... The Thanksgiving idea, Trafton hit on more of this. He really came up with this idea. And, and this brainchild was one of those, he springs it out there and he can get people behind better than anybody. And it's kind of my job just to make sure that, you know, that momentum can actually be fulfilled on the back end. So Trav, you want to go a little bit more into the Thanksgiving meals? Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's really generous, Matt. I, I don't think I deserve all that credit, but, uh, but thank you. Um, what happened was we just saw it happening with our own families, right? We're all trying to make this decision. Well, we've got some people that are older in our family that we really love and we don't want to put them at risk. How are we going to divide up who comes where and how big is it going to be? Is it going to be 20 people for Thanksgiving or is it going to be five? Um, so once the new lockdown happened, we knew that a lot of people were going to be separated from their family. And we knew that some of those people um, were going to be in need of meals. So we, we basically did the same thing that we did with kids meals. Well, let's see what we can do to feed people in the community that need it. So for $25, anybody of the Saddleback community could donate a meal. That meal would be one pound of turkey, one pound of stuffing, one pound of potatoes, and that would serve about two people or one person with a lot of leftovers for the next day. Right. And um, the community ended up stepping up. I think we sold like 150 in 24 hours. We ended up selling 234 meals, which is a lot for us to fulfill. Um, and, and Matt's dealing with that right now with the whole team. And on top of that, for every meal that was donated, we donated an additional meal from Saddleback. So for your $25 donation, that would go to feed two people. And then Saddleback also would step up and feed two people. <laughs> I, I, I just, I can't believe that the, the generosity number one but the logistics of making it happen. How did it feel, Matt, you know, from your side of things to just watch, like, like Travis just said, watch people donating their money because sometimes that's all you can do. Right. And we don't, we don't have a barbecue place in our backyard, you know, sure. um, what was it like to just see people giving again, Matt? Well, we've got, we have the blessing of uh, a lot of our, our systems are technology based. So when our order comes in, it gets tagged right to our cell phone. So when we launched this, we were kind of like, well, let's see how this goes. And the phone would just ding, ding, order after order. And it's really exciting um, 
for the most part, to see all this happening because we don't know who, who all these people are. There are a lot of times um, it goes behind maybe Saddleback fans, just people wanting to do something good for the community. And, and there were some big orders. It wasn't just one person ordering one meal. Um, Trev, what was, there was a couple of those bigger ones out there that had multiples on there. Yeah, we had some people donate $500 with a $100 tip on top of it. And that tip directly went to our staff. Um, you know, Saddleback is a little different than most restaurants. None of the employees at Saddleback make what's called the tipped minimum wage. So we share tips. Managers and owners don't receive any of the tips. But when you tip at Saddleback, that's going all the way from the dishwasher to the person that's smoking your food to the person that's answering the phone and working the, the phones. Um, so when we saw those, you know, $500 donations with a hundred dollar tip, that's, that's helping out a lot. You know, that's going to restaurant workers that have been with us for a long time and have been working during the pandemic and putting them themselves and their family in jeopardy. Um, and it's, it's helping a lot of families here, you know, already Matt and the team have already, um, distributed 200 meals, which will serve 400 people since each meal serves two. Those went to the Lansing School District, primarily to kids that are on free or reduced lunch um, as a part of their meal packet that they're picking up today. So those have already been distributed. And at four o'clock today, we're going to have another 250 going out to a low-income housing project in the Lansing area that is primarily first-generation immigrants and, and, and people that need a meal for Thanksgiving. So uh, the logistics of pulling off 450 meals, it's really serving about you know, 900 and some people, it's been a lot of work, hasn't it, Matt? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we've got such a great staff and, you know, we're, we're, we're very fortunate to be operating at the capacity that we are because we know there's a lot of restaurants out there that are suffering, uh, possibly even closing right now. Um, but our staff really came together and they've, they've taken notice of how we operate in the community and what their roles are in that. And I think it's something that they can take home to either a virtual Thanksgiving or a virtual Christmas and actually talk to their family and be like, hey, no, we're part of something bigger than that. We're really trying to help out. This is what we're doing, which which means a lot to us. Oh, and John, I wanted to point out one thing too. Um, Blondie's Barn here in Hazlitt has been doing this for a couple of years now, and they do it completely for free. On Thanksgiving, anybody can come in and pick up a meal. It's really an incredible thing that Blondie's does. And one of the things I want to point out about our program is Yes, we did take a donation from our customers in order to make this happen. And we were very clear about this from the beginning. This wasn't just about helping the community. This was also about helping Saddleback. So as you well know, you know, we have fixed costs. We have to pay our rent. We have to pay our electricity. We have to pay labor if we want to keep all of these, you know, people on staff that the 40 plus employees that are like family to us. So this was really about helping Saddleback as well as the community. And we want to be really clear that we recognize that. Like the people that were stepping up were also stepping up to help us and helping us cover our overhead and keep these people employed. And we're, we're really cognizant of the, uh, we, we want to be respectful of the fact that people have given this donation. So we're actually putting out a clear accounting of how we used all of the money what the cost of each meal that went out, where each meal went to. And um, we're gonna be putting that out on our Facebook page here in a minute so that everybody knows how their money really impacted the community. You're being transparent. And I don't think anyone 
I think I think everyone appreciates that, but you know, I don't, I don't think you really need to be as transparent, maybe because people genuinely want to help. And sometimes, like I said earlier, all you can do is by give a donation. If it helps Saddleback, you know, ten percent, fifty percent, eighty percent, but it also helps someone that doesn't have an opportunity to get a meal over Thanksgiving. It's a win-win for everyone, right? I feel good because I was able at least. You know, I can't make a bar. I can't make. I can't do a barbecue like like Matt does, right? But I can at least help him. And this is the part I was going to ask too: is that you were you also gave, you know, your customers a chance to to um, say where those meals would go, right? You could actually say, "Hey, I know you know Grandpa Jim down the end of the road is by himself, and I want to help him out." Now, one thing about that, we couldn't say. Hey, John, if you want to give this meal, it'll go to this person. What right. we did was we put out a spreadsheet that anybody could um, either list themselves or a family member that could be in need. And then if we had enough meals, we would try to get to, to each one of those. Unfortunately, we had a lot more requests than we did meals to wow. give. So a lot of those um, really, unfortunately, didn't go fulfilled. Um, the meals were really accounted for faster than we expected. Right. Um, so, so it broke our heart to not be able to help all those people. But, but yeah, it, in general, we did allow people to nominate somebody to, to receive one of those meals. But yeah, sadly, we had more requests than we had meals to give. I think it shows, I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking, like you said, but I think, right, Matt, it shows that the need is there. It's not going away. Yeah, you're absolutely correct on that one is, you know, what I think for, for no pun intended, we're all in our own little bubbles and we don't really know exactly what's happening outside and how other people are affected. We, we use whatever social media news outlets to, to figure that out. But there, when we see responses like this to posts and to donations, it's really eye-opening how many people are affected by this and how many people are in need of things like this. Now, I know I saw on the Facebook page, and you do a great job, by the way, on Facebook of, of being transparent and, and communicating with your customers. But I thought I saw someone... Um, say, hey, are you going to do this for, for Christmas too? I, I don't want to give you more work to do, but I mean, people are already asking about Christmas, right? Yeah, you're right. Um, I think we need to start thinking about Christmas, but yeah, it, it was, a, it was a, actually the Thanksgiving idea too. We originally put out a post that we wanted to help some local businesses. And then somebody came up with the idea of, hey, what about Thanksgiving here? So yeah, I guess a lot of credit has to be given to our fans because they put a lot of these ideas out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you guys get back to work because I know that, uh, Matt, you've got some meals to get ready there. Yeah. And yeah. You've got uh, more ways to make them work. So, I... <laughs> John, like, thank you so much. Is yeah. there anything that each one of you want to just say to, to those people that donated and, and contributed and, and maybe couldn't get involved this time, but maybe down the road want to, Travis? I just like to point out that, you know, we tend to focus on the negative in the world and it's really easy right now with everything that's going on that's so bad, but there is a lot of good out there. There are a lot of people that want to do good and there are a lot of people doing good work and it really puts a smile on your face when you're able to do a little to help. And Matt, I would imagine uh, your little guy's a little, a little older now than five years ago. You know, what's, what's it like to tell him and tuck him in at night and say, hey, you know, we're doing, we're doing the best we can one day at a time. Yeah, I mean, having a family, I mean, and, and any parent out there knows this, it really changes your perspective on how you kind of view everything, whether that's movie, older movies that, you know, you could never figure out why your parents were teary-eyed or it, it hit home with them, 
the, I'm right in that phase where like spending time with kids, with my kids and I'm watching them grow up is really important. And, and being able to actually take a step back and, and think about the people that are in my same position with children and, and figuring out ways to help them out if they need it is, is just unbelievably fulfilling for, for me and, and our team. It's uh it's been a great ride, you know, and, and I think we're on the right path as far as trying to help some people out. And I, I hope, I hope, I hope we can continue to do things like this. Well, thanks again for, for everything. Uh, continued uh, um, success. Uh, but I know that the, the, the mission is greater than that. So thanks again for, for both of you giving your time and uh, we'll see you uh, uh, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much, John. Thanks, John. All right. Bye-bye.